Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. All right. Well, welcome to episode 17 of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. This is the first episode that I am doing in the new year. 2019 is upon us. I've had a lot of fun. This will be the second episode of 2019. Uh, If you haven't already, uh, don't stop now. But after you get done listening to episode 17 on value, I'd love for you to go back and listen to episode 16. I had a good friend and coach, Cody Fairfield, uh, on the podcast, and we talk uh, obesity and famine, fitness, health, politics, religion, uh, all kinds of crazy things, but really all wrapped around, around this idea of human value, uh, mindset, and just a lot of really good things that were super beneficial. So after you get done listening to this episode today, episode 17, I'd love for you to go back and listen to episode 16. And as always, I appreciate all your feedback. So as I dig into episode 17 today, again, this is the first solo episode of the year. Um, I'm probably going to have some more conversation uh, with some of my future guests on this topic because it is a very relevant topic to people today. But I want to talk a little bit about value. So when we think about value, uh, we, we understand the concept of what that means. When we think about relationships, we understand um, what it means to, ha- to, uh, to be valuable, to, to give value to some degree. Uh, we understand that um, what we, uh, we want something to be valuable if we're going to pay for it. And obviously, the more valuable something is, the more we're going to pay for it. Um, but I've done quite a bit more reading and research and study in this area over the last six months, uh, and it really kind of came to a head or what Malcolm Gladwell would call the tipping point for me as it relates to value, and it caused me to uh, to, to to decide that value was going to be one of the key things I was going to focus on, on t- in 2019, and, and by that, I mean uh, I am committed to create as much value as humanly possible for every single relationship that I have. Uh, So if I am spending time with somebody, a friend, a family member, even an acquaintance over coffee, I am going to uh, ensure that I've contributed as much value as possible to that person and to that relationship during the time that I'm with them uh, without any expectation for anything in return. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes as I actually walk through kind of a summary of The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and unpack some of what he said because he clearly says it better than I could. That's why he has a book on it and I don't. Uh, but I want to insert some of the things that I've been thinking about uh, as it relates to value, how they're applying to my life. And hopefully uh, you as a listener today can uh, can take some of what I'm learning and what I'm applying and apply it to yourself too. And then feel free to, to come back and, and reach out after the fact. So as we think about value, uh, Bob Berg uh, in, again, The Go-Giver, I'm just going to keep referencing him. He says there are five laws to success. And these all end up relating to the value that we contribute to somebody else, to another relationship, and ultimately then what we get uh, in return. So he says there's uh, five laws uh, that relate to this. So the law of value, and he says that uh, your true worth is determined by how much more you give than what you receive. And so we're thinking again about relationships. These are personal, professional, could be with a spouse, a friend, a child, Um, definitely uh, in business with a client, with a vendor, with a manager, with an employee, 
Uh, so uh, your value in that relationship is determined by how much more you give to the other person than what you receive uh, or take in payment. Second is the law of compensation. So your income uh, is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So how many people you serve and how well you serve them. That's the law of compensation. I'll talk about that again in a few minutes. Uh, then uh, the law of influence. Uh, that's his third law. And so he says it's your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. So the more you're able to place other people's interests first, the more influence that you have in that relationship and in that environment. Uh, next to that is then the law of authenticity. He says the most valuable gift you have to give in anything is yourself. And I'm going to unpack that a little bit because I think that's a really important one and really critical to building great relationships and ultimately seeing a great return on the investment that we're making uh, in our relationships. And then lastly is the law of receptivity. And here he says the key to, uh, to effective giving. So in order to effectively give in a relationship, we need to be open to receiving. And again, I'll unpack that a little bit with some of his uh, quotes and some, some, uh, some of the thoughts that I have in relation to this. So, um, so let's first talk about value. So let's go back to his law of value and this idea of value. And again, no matter the context you're in, whether you are uh, at home uh, with your kids and you have a spouse uh, that is working and uh, and so you think about like what what's your what's your value there? Uh, this could be again in a, in a work environment, whether that is uh, you as an employee or you're the employer, you're a manager, uh, you're a um, I don't know uh, somebody in the mailroom. If if companies even have mailrooms anymore, so uh, the law of value, this idea of value, really begins on the premise that people are going to be in relationship with and value relationships in which they know, like, and trust the other person that they're in a relationship with. So you'll often hear in business, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. But it's not just in business. Think about this. Uh, if you have a friendship, the deeper the friend, or uh, those friendships get deeper, the more you know somebody, the more you like somebody, and the more you trust somebody, the more that those things happen for you, the more invested you're going to be into your relationship. And the same as vice versa. The more that somebody knows you, the more that somebody likes you, right? They, they, it's not just no, because maybe they get to know you a lot and they don't like you. Uh, but uh, once they get to know you, then they will hopefully get to like you because of what they know. And then ultimately, then they will trust you. So once they know you and like you, then they'll begin to trust you. So that's that. Uh, that's that idea of value. Um, and, and then from that, your value is then determined by once, once you've established that relationship, that good relationship of no like, and trust, your assigned value in that relationship is, is determined, uh, on how much you give to the relationship. How much you give to the relationship is going to be how much value you're contributing, how much value you offer uh, to that relationship. Um, it, it, it's really hard for so many of us. Like we, we want to admit that, that we offer value in our relationships, that we're thinking about the other people first, but that's just not always the case. It's not always that we, that we give value um, without any expectation. Too often we step into relationships and, and we're expecting something in return. 
Um, uh, marriage is a perfect example here, but this applies to everywhere. Um, you will often hear people say that marriages are a 50-50 gig, and that's just not the case. Marriages are not 50-50. Marriages are 100-100. So if you do not go into a relationship, ultimately into marriage, uh, under uh, with the belief that you are going to give 100% of yourself to that other person without expecting anything in return, your marriage is set up for trouble. You just need to be willing to give way more than you receive. And, 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 and again, then when you get into business, it's the same way. I don't care whether you're an employee or an employer. You need to be willing to give more than you receive. You're not just there to do a job. You are there to give your life over to that organization. And you should do that. The time that you're there, you should invest like it's your own, no matter your role. You should give of everything that you have to that organization. And then vice versa. If you're an employee or an employer, you should give so much value to your employees that you just blow them away without expecting anything in return. Ultimately, there are things that you have to expect of an employee, but that should not be uh, what, what determines how much you give to them. And too often, employers make the mistake here of saying that the value that they give to their employee is a paycheck. And that's a crock. Like, you... You have asked them to do a job and in return, you're going to pay them for that. So if they're doing the job, then you owe them that pay like that. That's just that that's that's equal uh, a return on what you've asked uh, you giving value to them is you giving them space to to grow you giving them opportunities to uh, to have some kind of balance in their life. You. Um, you giving some of your time to them to, to, to hear them out and learn from them, Are you allowing them to, to invest into your business and other areas. So it's not just that an employer gives a paycheck and that's val- that's all the value that they should give. They should go well over and above. And you can see from organizations out there that are winning best places to work and are recognized for great cultures, they're doing this in spades. They're giving way more in value than they're asking of their client or their employees in return. And then in a business relationship, again, this this is the same thing. If you are a salesperson and you are going into a, a new opportunity or a new appointment or a first coffee conversation with somebody or you're picking up the phone and cold calling and your mindset is you're going to look to see how quickly you can get a deal out of this person, you've blown it. You should look to create value. You should listen to what their greatest hopes, dreams, and desires are, their challenges are, and then figure out a way how to solve that problem. Even if you can't solve that problem with your product or service, you should find a way to offer value to them. So as you can see, value is is extremely important to building good relationships. And the first law of that is giving more than you than, than you ask for in return. Ultimately, as I'll get to in a few minutes, that will come back to benefit you greatly, but that's not why you're getting into it in the first place. So value. The second law that uh, that he talks about is the law of compensation. So your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So again, this does not have to necessarily um, uh, stick with... Um, a sale or a transaction. So, uh, so the more value you get, the more money you get in return. Uh, there's a lot that will determine the return you get. So again, I'll go back to a, a marriage or a relationship. Um, your, your receipt, the, 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 uh, what you get from your spouse 
is ultimately determined by how much you serve them and how often you serve them. So if you want to, uh, guys, if you want to, uh, uh, to, to have a wife that loves to um, set your days up well and maybe uh, loves to, um, uh, to cook, and so you want them to, to just uh, crush it in the kitchen every single night and you want to have a great loving relationship, then man, you better be willing to serve them uh, like you've never served them before. If you want a, an amazing wife uh, in, in return, you've got to be willing to be an amazing husband. And too often I see just jerk husbands uh, expecting all kinds of amazing things from their wives. And I'm sure it's vice versa too. It's just, I'm a guy and, and it's easy for me to see that. Um, but in business, again, this is the same way. Like, um, we, we think that because uh, we've gotten to a specific place in life because of experience or because we have a great product or service that ultimately we are due the money that we're asking, uh, in a business relationship. And that's just not the case. Uh, we, we need to, uh, provide value. We need to provide great value. We need to serve our clients well. We need to serve our audience well. And if we're not willing to do that, then we should not be asking for money in return. Um, if you want to make more money, do a better job of serving people and serve more people doing a better job of serving people. It's just that easy. Too many people are looking to, to make as much money as possible doing as little as possible. And I say, get out of business, at least get out of my space, because I see this from coaches all the time. There are so many coaches out there that are just jokes. What they do is, is they try and sell clients on this big package because they're reasonably good salespeople. And then they offer little to no value or, um, uh, they offer them just uh, just very simple touch points with them, and then they don't want to have anything else to do with them any other time. When I work, when I coach somebody, we have structured time that we we meet either uh, virtually or in person, uh, weekly, biweekly, or monthly. But then I give access to them all the time because my goal is to help them be successful. And if they're successful, I will in return benefit from that in the praise that I get, in the recognition that I'm given, and ultimately in what they're willing to pay me. I want to make it easy for them to pay me, and the easiest. Way way that they'll pay me is if they're successful and they're achieving all the things that they want to achieve. So law of compensation, his second law in uh, the go-giver is this idea of your income is determined. What you get in return is determined by how well you serve and how many people you serve. Um, Oh, another thing uh, as it relates to this. So a lot of people, as I start talking to them about value, and as I've started talking about my own journey of value, one of the first uh, questions I get is, well, aren't you afraid that um, that you're going to get burned? Aren't you afraid that um, that somebody is is going to take advantage of you? Aren't you going to Aren't you afraid that you're going to look stupid? And I say, no, I'm not. Like, no, wait, let me take that back. Yes, uh, that definitely creeps in every single time. Like, uh, am I going to get taken advantage of? You know how many times I've done free consulting and free coaching for people and they've never given me anything back? Uh, I felt I've, I have felt taken advantage of in the past, but I cannot let that prevent me from doing um, what I feel is right in my own heart. And what I feel is right in my own heart is to serve other people, to do the very best I can to use the gifts and talents that I've been given to serve other people. So yes, I am going to look foolish sometimes. I'm going to look stupid sometimes. I'm going to feel like an idiot. I'm going to get burned, but that's not going to prevent me from doing what I feel I am called to do. And I will continue to do it over and over again. And if you're listening to this today and you feel like you can trip me up, 
I challenge you to reach out to me and try to do it. Like I'm just not afraid to give everything I can and every opportunity I can to every person I come into contact with over the over this uh, 2019 calendar year. So try me. I'm down for it. Um, Okay. So let's move on. Uh, The third law that he talks about is this law of influence. And what he means by that is uh, your influence is uh, is determined by how um, how abundantly you place other people's interests before your own. Um, How how much uh, uh, you 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 put stock into what other people want versus you, how often you put uh, you put other people's desires uh, before yourself. And so one of the easiest ways to do this before I get into explaining a little bit of, of scenarios that I've run into here is quit keeping score, quit keeping score by that. I mean, don't every time that you do something for somebody else, let it go. Like you, you should never uh, re-engage with somebody or have a follow-up conversation or go hang out with a friend again uh, and, and think to yourself like, oh my gosh, here we go again. I just helped them out last week and now they're asking me for more help again. Or at home, uh, again, in your relationships, and you, you may be asking yourself like why I'm talking so much about relationships on a business podcast and it's really not a business podcast. Like this is my life and this is a lot of times the intersections that I have in my own life and, and the lives of the people that I coach and consult and work with. So um, uh, this happens all the time in the home. Like, oh, well, I, 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 I've put the dishes away the last three nights and, and I only bring up the dishes because my wife just told me last night that I need to do a better job. I need to, uh, I need to grow in my gifting and doing the dishes, I think is what she said, right as we laid out to going to bed. So shout out to my wife for calling me out and I don't love doing the dishes, but, um, but we can't keep score, right? So like uh, I, my, my response back to her shouldn't have been like, well, I did it once or yeah, I've done it a couple of times or wait a minute. I don't need to do the dishes because I go to work uh, during the day. Um, you you forget it. Like every single time you do something, you clean the slate and you move on. You clean the slate and you move on. You should you should be serving in the home, in the workplace, in the community. You should be serving out of the goodness and kindness of your heart with no expectation for anything in return. And and the more that you do that, I 100% guarantee you, the more that you do that, the more that people will, will, will see you as having influence. They, they will want to be around you. They will be attracted to you. Yes, there's going to be the people that are attracted to you because they're taking advantage of, of your graciousness and, your, and the value you're contributing. But ultimately, that will, that will gain reward for you in the long run. There will be people that that will see that and they will they will desire to want to come back around and I'll talk about this in a little bit, but they will desire to come back around and want to help you out. So if you want influence, so many people nowadays are talking about influence online. Like, how do I build influence? How do I grow my influence? I want da 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 da. Give. If you want to be followed, if you want to be respected, if you want to be appreciated, if you want to be seen as valuable, give. Stop at nothing. Continue to give over and over and over again. And I promise you that if you are, that if you're doing it for the right reasons and and your heart is in it, it will come back to you in return. All right. Next law, law number four. He he said this is the law of authenticity. He says the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And 
and, and that is no more true uh, uh, today than it has ever been. Like, if you think about what people want more than anything in life, um, they they want to be cared about. Uh, and this goes for business or personal. So don't think that I'm just talking about like um, uh, being in a loving relationship or something like that. Um, uh, people want to be known. Uh, people want to be cared about. People want to be heard. People want to be considered. Uh, people want to be um, thought of. And people want to be invested into. And so you can give them yourself. Like you have an opportunity to sit down and give people your time. I get it. You're busy. You've got 9,000 things on your calendar. You work all day. You come home at night. Um, You've got uh, maybe kids and you've got a side project and uh, you maybe go to church. And I am am, uh, an offender in each of these areas. I have a a business. I coach and consult. I have uh, another business that I've started in the healthcare space. And I'm a pastor of a church and I have a wife at home and I have two kids and I have, uh, thank the Lord, uh, many friends and I have a gym and all those things take up a lot of time that I choose uh, to to do in each of those areas. And yet still, I will, I will continue to commit to find time to invest in other people because the best thing that I can give them is myself. If I'm being honest and I'm being genuine and I'm being considerate. And so when I think of um, uh, uh, starting a new relationship in business, uh, and maybe I'm trying to get in front of a a prospect or a client, I'm going to give them myself. I'm going to give them every bit of knowledge and wisdom and insight and experience. I'm going to introduce them to every connection that I can think of. I will go out of my way to give them all of myself uh, as much as is appropriate uh, in order to offer value to them because I do believe that the best gift that we have to give somebody else is ourself. And again, context is key here, but it's critical that we that we consider that and we we think of that. And I know I'm blowing through these things. You can go read this book, The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. You can reach out to me. I'd love to unpack this a little bit more. But these are things that I'm thinking of. It's not just that I read a book and there's a bunch of good ideas. Like I'm actually applying these to my life because it, this, this is, this is crucial to me. Like this is something that I need to grow in. I I feel like everybody does, but I I need to grow in this area. I want to grow in this area. I want to be, I want to have so much influence uh, over people in my life. I feel that I've been called to that. I feel like God has given me a lot of great gifts in this area. Um, but I, I feel like this is just something that I have to do. I've been put on this earth to give value to other people. And so if I don't grow in this area, then I am, I am kicking back against, uh, one purpose that I have, uh, in this world. Um, okay. So, um, last one law, the law of receptivity. So what is that? So this one, oh my gosh, um, uh, the the four to this point have been really hard. Um, th- they're they're all challenging because if if we really dig deep into how we have seen value and um, uh, income and influence, like w- there's a lot of areas that we can learn and grow in. But this last one for me uh, has by far been the most difficult thing for me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna share a bit of a story here. I'm gonna get a little bit personal. Um, but I think it'll give some context and some honesty to, to what I've been sharing. So um, the last law in, uh, in The Go-Giver is the law of receptivity. 
And he says that uh, this is the, uh, the key to effective giving. If you want to give, uh, you have to stay open to receiving. And oh man, um, this area for me has been, this has definitely been the hardest thing for me to, to overcome uh, in my life. I, um, I grew up um, in a divorced home. And I, um, I, I, I lived most, uh, most of the time uh, with my mom, uh, and a younger brother and we really struggled. And so I had to, my mom, my mom was so gracious, so giving, she did so many wonderful things, uh, to, to just give everything she had. She worked two and three jobs at a time, um, uh, to, to give my brother and I as much as possible. Um, and, uh, and yet I, I, I had to work so hard for so much and, and that work ethic, some of what I knew then and some of what, um, I would realize later was given to me by my dad, uh, just something that was just such a great gift that he gave to me. Um, but when I got into the professional world and I started to become successful, that, uh, that immediately, um, took the pride that I had in my work ethic and my effort and my, uh, my outcomes and my achievements. And it turned it really, really negative. Uh, I got extremely prideful. I, um, I, I started to feel like I was uh, better than uh, everybody else. Um, I, I didn't need anybody's help. Uh, I could get to everything that I had on my own. I am a self-starter. Uh, I am fairly independent I, um, uh, anybody that knows me well knows that like when I get into something, I am all in or I'm not in at all. That's just kind of the way I've always worked. And so, um, so it, it started to create, um, this person that was uh, opposed to help. And, um, and so what I didn't know was, is that years later that would bite me. Uh, come back to bite me really, really bad and and, and begin to sting really, really hard. And uh, not to get too deep into it, but um, as the result of some very poor financial decisions that I, particularly I made, but uh, we as a family made, definitely the majority of them were my fault. Um, we got into a really bad place financially. And um, um, we, we started not being able to, and this was after I'd started my business very early on after I started my business in 2000, probably late 2011, early 2012. And, uh, our spending habits weren't stopping, but, uh, but the income was stopping and, um, or, or it was drying up and we started to get buried. Um, we were having a hard time paying our house payment. Uh, we were having, <clears throat> um, a, a hard time. Uh, I don't want to say putting food on the table, but definitely we were having to just to to count every single penny. And it had been a long time since we had done that. Um, we were on a six-figure income for a long time, and it wasn't the case anymore. And so it got really, really hard. And um, and I wouldn't ask for help. Um, I, I I was way too prideful to let other people know that I was failing. And and yet there was people out there, uh, my family. Uh, some friends that were offering to help me out, uh, to give me advice, to support me financially, to give. And, and, and I just, I didn't want to take it. And that kept going and that kept going. And finally, I don't remember, I think it was about a year had gone by. And eventually 
um, it came to a place where um, somebody found out just how bad it was and and how bad we were struggling financially and told a few people in our church and things started showing up. Um, gift cards in the mail uh, anonymously uh, for a restaurant or for a uh, grocery store or a night out at the movies. Um, Target, everybody loves Target gift cards. Um, our church, um, uh, just randomly, we never went to them out of the blue, like a, a large check uh, showed up. Um, I'll never forget the day that um, I, I shared online the frustration of my computer had died. And um, I had a dear friend that uh, calls me randomly uh, in the middle of the day, has me meet him in the parking lot of a Costco. And uh, I'm sitting there, my door swings open, and uh, he throws a, a brand new computer in its box onto my passenger seat and just drives away. Um, and the stories, the stories went on and on. And it was, it was such a, it started out as such a humiliating time in my life. Um, because I was failing because I could not provide for my family because I, um, yeah, I mean, there was just, there was, there was so much that just, that just wrecked my heart. And at the same time, like it was, it was such an amazing thing to, to feel that there were other people out there that were giving, that were loving, that were caring uh, for myself and my family. And we just started letting it happen. And it was, it was amazing. And, and I know I'm confident that, that the two reasons that, that that happened was first and foremost, because, uh, those people were just amazing people and they were, they were so gracious. And again, some of them, I will never know some of the things that people did to get my family through the time that we, that we struggled so bad. And, and yet at the same time, I, I want to believe, and it's back to the, this, this book, the go-giver. It's because we as a family were doing everything we could to invest in other people's lives. Like we, we were giving of ourselves, we were giving of our time, we were giving of our hearts, we were giving of whatever we could to the relationships that we had. And so um, people cared for us and they loved us and they, were, and they were giving back to us. And so that was just, God worked in such amazing, amazing ways in, in my life during that time that it taught me this principle better than I've ever been taught it before and will ever uh, be taught it again. And, um, and don't get me wrong, I still don't love asking for help. But what I've learned uh, over the years is, is if I do not ask, if I don't, if I don't allow people to give of their gifts and talents to me, um, uh, to invest into me, then then eventually they're going to stop wanting to hear it from me because then I just I just sound like just a pompous jerk that knows it all and doesn't need anything from them. And so this is that idea of, of, of things really coming full circle. Um, it, 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 it's all about becoming a more, um, I don't want to use this word, but I just don't know what else to say, like a complete human being. Uh, it's 
it, it, it is. It's really just full circle. It's if if you want to build great relationships, if you want to if you want to create insane amounts of influence in 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 your life, then you you need to you, you need to practice this. You you need to be willing to give everything of yourself and not expect anything in return. And at the same time, you need to be open to taking as much as people are willing to give you. And and there's always going to be a heart check on both sides, right? You always want to make sure that you're not giving uh, in an effort to just receive. And at the same time, you don't want to just take advantage of people that are giving uh, of themselves to you. So 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 constantly um, uh, be in check there. Uh, con- uh, you know, have other people around you to hold you accountable to these things. But this idea of value it it is so. Um, it's so underserved. It's so underfocused on. It's so undervalued uh, in, in in the world, uh, both personally and professionally. I, I see people all the time, um, uh, particularly again, just because I, I'm in it so much. Like in in the business world, as it relates to coaches, um, uh, influencers on on social media. Um, and 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 they're always trying to um, they're always trying to 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 create tactics and tools and hacks to 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 get rich quick or to to get a lot of followers and that's just not the way that you do it it's not sustainable uh, to build relationships that way if you look at anybody that has uh, built any sort of success I mean you look at the stories of guys like Mark Cuban or Bill Gates. Or Steve Jobs, or you know, you can insert so many people. Um, all of those people, they have a long history of creating an insane amount of value uh, in the in in the spheres of a community that they have, right? Uh, and 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 when you stop doing that, eventually the return will dry up. Uh, and so you just you want to be so careful of, uh, of, of how you handle this area. Um, and then, uh, lastly, just to wrap this up, I'm, I'm getting, uh, uh, to the end here of this episode of the podcast. Uh, but, uh, I want to share a, a quote that Bob Berg, uh, shares at the very end of his book. And I didn't know this was going to turn into a book report of sorts, but, um, uh, with, uh, with a little bit of me almost, uh, uh, shedding a tear or two. Um, but, uh, he says something that I want to read verbatim because I think that it's just it it, it it's so it, it's just it's amazing it's so simple and it's so amazing. So he says you can't measure your success by whether or not you get uh, the account or 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 you can insert get the relationship or get what you want. Um, so you can't measure your success by whether or not you get that. That's not the point. He says the point is not what you do, not what you accomplish. It's who you are. And so for you listening to this podcast, if, if there's anything that I hope that you take away, whether this is the first episode you've ever listened to or, uh, or you've listened to all of them, thank you if, you, if you've endured 17 episodes of the podcast, um, I, I really appreciate you for that. But our, your whole life is about who you are. Um, the, the the greatest the greatest thing that you can do is continue to grow in in in, in your knowledge of yourself and an understanding of who you are who you've been created to be, um, and, and and then use that to to go and give to others. 
to be valuable to other people, to care for other people, to support other people, to serve other people. And I guarantee you this, if you are to do the very best you can to invest in yourself and to practice that in, in, in every relationship that you come across personally, professionally, and otherwise, you will create a life so great that you can't even imagine it. Whether that means insane amounts of money or joy and happiness or uh, a house with a white picket fence. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what that ultimately creates in terms of, of, of what it specifically looks like, but I guarantee you, you will be so satisfied with your life and you will be thankful for the fact that you dug deep into who you are and continue to learn and grow from that. So I'm going to end there. I appreciate everybody that has 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 stuck through this episode today. Um, uh, my book report of sorts of The Go-Giver, but really it's more on this idea of value. It's something that I want to continue to invest into myself. Um, if you've got feedback in this area as it relates to things that you've done to, inv- uh, to invest into giving value and to, into working more about that for yourself, uh, please reach out to me. You can email me, ryan at ryanjamesmiller.com. You can hit me up on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, um, if you like what you've heard here on the podcast, uh, or if you've listened to a previous episode and liked one of those as well, please head to iTunes and leave a review. Uh, those really do come back as beneficial for me. Uh, they increase the visibility of this podcast out in the world. It increases the opportunity of me trying to chase some uh, more known guests. Uh, I don't want them necessarily for their celebrity status, but there are some things that I just I want to ask people so badly. And so I'm hoping that I get the platform to be able to do that sometime during the course of this year. And then if you just have some general feedback or questions that you want to give or ask, please feel free to reach out to me at all times. Like I said, I'm willing to be abused. So if you've got something, you've got some sort of need, some sort of desire, and I can somehow contribute value to you, I'm down to do it. So with that, thanks again. Episode 17 of the Excellence Mindset Podcast is in the books. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.